0: I think my first memory, I think, well, it's always hard to know exactly because one, sometimes you don't know what, what is a picture you remember and what is really your memory. But I think my first memory is um, my granddad feeding birds in, in, in our garden. So mm. what he did, he put bird seeds on, on his big hand and waited how the little sparrows landed on his hand. And I think that is my first uh, memory: how how this very tall man is standing <laughs> in our garden, and how he holds out his hand.
1: Oh wow, that's a nice memory.
0: Where is this garden? Um, that was uh, the garden where I grew up in uh, in uh, in, a, in a little little village about fifteen minutes outside of Zurich. Wow. Okay, that's a
1: fantastic answer. Okay, so. Um, Tell us who you are and
0: uh, where are you right now? Where are you from? Um, so my, my name is Robin Bergauer. I'm, uh, I'm originally from from Zurich, but have been uh, living and working in Munich for the last eight years. So in 2012, I came to Munich to open up a studio for digital storytelling and that's why I moved to, to Germany. Mm-hmm. And so, um, right now, uh, I have um, two studios with my studio in Lucio Interactive. I produce story-driven and in- interactive formats, and try to merge expertise from the film and game industry mm-hmm. to to produce new kind of uh, formats. For instance, story-driven games, or um, or films, or sometimes interactive films. And um, furthermore, I consult companies with my studio um, in digital transformation and to produce interactive formats for them. So and that can be very different things from platforms to interactive formats for museums Hmm. to um, maybe interactive novels. Uh, So I don't care about technology that much in the beginning. So yeah. more about um content first and then I see what technology fits best. So amazing. Um, so in the end um I would describe my work. I, I I try to to push the boundaries of storytelling. And that's that's what I'm really interested in.
1: That's stunning. I am I find it so fascinating. I was just going through your website um, and I've been looking through your website ever since I found out about you. Um, I like um, um, your piece, uh, the Congo as fiction for mm-hmm. the museum in Zurich. Um, yeah,
0: th- um, that was a really uh, an interesting project. It was, in this case, it was actually um, films. So it was uh, a uh, exhibition in Zurich, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, called um uh, it, it, it pretty much uh, looked at uh, how, what is the view on on Congo and the art in Congo from a present and past view. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is that they had thousands of pictures from um, Hans Himmelheber, who was a researcher and also photographer who travelled to Africa um uh, from 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 the 30s and 40s mm. and so the challenge was how can we make films only out of these uh black and white pictures yeah and to kind of um integrate that into the exhibition in zurich yeah
1: i loved uh the way you've used the photographs because um um it would have never occurred to me to you know bring the photograph to life the way that you do i mean there are pictures of um uh, of water where you see the water moving and it's just such an immersive experience i really like that
0: yeah thanks thanks
1: <laughs> um and during this um lockdown period um what have you been up to what are you doing to keep busy
0: um well, I, I, I mean, I must say it's, it's probably the same for, for creatives all over the world. I mm. mean, the, the, the corona crisis doesn't make it easier um, for new opportunities, I think, or at the moment, because companies are a bit more careful where and how they invest. Yeah. Um, so, but what we did with our company, Lucio Interactive, the, my partner and I, we decided that now is really the time to move forward and to push digital projects forward right now because, uh, yeah, I think uh, actually on the production side Mm -hmm. when it comes to films and also digital projects and games that will decline a lot, I think, this year um, because investment and production has gone down. So I think it's, It's a good chance to really try to move forward. Yeah. Um, So what we did, and this actually started recently, we started to work on a new um, story-driven point-and-click adventure Mm -hmm. uh, together with a very wonderful animation designer in Bristol, um, Chloe Jackson. Cool. She's really wonderful animation designer. If you ever needs uh, an animation designer, call her. She's yeah. really, really, really great. <laughs> I will do that. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and 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 besides that, uh, which uh, you will always also be part of, uh, I um, initiated very recently a digital storytelling meetup group. Yeah. Um, which uh, the first event will be held. Um, on Zoom this 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 week, which I'm really looking forward to. That, yeah. Um, and in the end, this is uh, I, I'm interested to bring all different kind of expertise and people together, no matter from what creative industry, and try to connect and learn from 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 each other. So.
1: Yeah, that's lovely. Um, I'm I'm looking forward yeah. to it too. And you know, I know it was supposed to be a physical meetup tomorrow, uh, but I think that's it's somehow fitting that it's a digital meetup about digital storytelling. No?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, but I mean, I must say, you know, I think it's funny. Uh, although most of my product projects are are digital projects, mm. I I still. Um, prefer reading a hardcover book. I mean, kind of <laughs> the, the, the analog world or like meeting people, drinking a beer, sitting at a table, shaking hands, hugging, Yeah, is still is still, I still like that better than um, than than uh, you know using using an app uh, a website or a platform yeah but but of course that that, that it's like so it's these two sides i mean i agree it's it's the perfect time to do that but mm. i really hope that the second the second meetup will be uh, at a place where we all can uh, see each other in person
1: yeah yeah i know i've noticed this with uh, a, lot of, a lot of creative um, experts who Um, have a particular medium when it comes to their profession and their expertise Uh, but in their personal lives they tend to be um, almost contradictory to those things and I remember uh, I don't remember which book it was I think it was a Dan Brown book Mm -hmm. Um, but I think one of the characters says um, uh, when yeah I think they're talking about theology and um, and then he's um, Asking him how he could study um, religion while being an atheist, and so one of the characters says, "You don't need to have cancer to study it."
0: Mm. <laughs> it was yeah. such a
1: strange thing, and such a deep thing from a Dan Brown novel. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that,
0: that, uh, that's that's uh, that's true. No, and I I agree, and I think sometimes it's even better mm. if you are uh, also professional wise i think if you if you approach something and not with a total expert view Mm -hmm. and you come from something different that helps sometimes you know absolutely um yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah lots of fun um okay so now what do you think is the greatest success that you've had what are you the most proud of
0: um, <laughs> know, it's yeah, that's question. hard. I mean, yeah. it really that really depends on how I think on how success is is, is defined. Mm-hmm. Well, and probably well in the in the creative industry, success is often defined by, I would say, the amount of awareness or awards a project receives. Mm-hmm. And uh, and of course, that often doesn't really say that much about how innovative or good a project really is. But yeah. Um, I think one award actually did mean a lot to me, and um, that was actually the very, very first app we created with the company I worked with several years ago. It was actually the first app I ever worked on. I've never done an app before, Hmm. and it was an interactive novel, a so-called video book about Carl Lutz. and. Mm -hmm. Uh, the the important or interesting thing is that Karl Lutz was a Swiss diplomat and counsel at the Swiss embassy in Budapest during the Second World War. Okay, and uh, Karl Lutz saved tens of thousands of persecuted Hungarian Jews from death during World War II. Mm-hmm. And uh, his humanitarian action is, is, is actually considered one of the greatest civil rescue ap- operations of Jews during the Holocaust. So, wow. you know, people know Schindler's List or Schindler, Schindler's story, but yeah. people don't know Karl Lutz, mm. although it was a huge rescue operation. So this has a uh, at a background. So. Carl Lutz, this person, never really received the attention yeah. for his rescue operation during his lifetime. So this project, um, which was called Carl Lutz, the Forgotten Hero, uh-huh. was was actually some kind of tribute to, to his work. And um, I would consider this project one wonderful success because the app, once it was done, was then featured by featured by Apple and um, nominated best of App Store at the end of the year. Wow so so the beauty was not only the award itself but but much more that kind of Carl Lutz finally received the attention he really really deserved. Yeah
1: that's amazing. I mean when you think about what Carl Lutz would say about having <laughs> won an award um, you know becoming the best app on the App Store so fun, Yeah,
0: I mean, so uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And um, and DocMind, the company I, I, I worked with at mm-hmm. that time, uh, there was also a cinema documentary about Carl Lutz, so the whole story, it was kind of a whole story universe which, which we produced. Yeah. And so people saw his story also on the cinema screens, and, and back then it was, I think for us, uh, it was really a great success that this... He his story gained the reach that uh, that he really deserved.
1: Yeah, fantastic. That must feel good. Now to the dark side. <laughs> what do you think has been your greatest challenge? And uh, I'm sure you've overcome it, uh, or you're in on the pro- in the process of doing so. How are you overcoming it?
0: Um. Uh, yeah. Well, I think. There is, there's probably one great challenge which will always be there, which I will
1: never overcome
0: <laughs> or I will always try to overcome. And yeah. that, that comes with every single project. And it's, it, it is there every, every single time. And mm. This is the question about the story or what is the main hook of the story? Uh, you know, like what is, um, you know, when, when, when Pixar or yeah. these big production companies in the US or the Americans, especially, they like to start with a "what if" question. Mm-hmm. You know, like what if, um, what if a, a fish would be separated from his family? Right. You know, like,
1: what if yeah, emojis find, had uh, feelings?
0: Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, know. what if you could look inside the brain mm. of a child? Yeah, that animation film. I don't know. No, I don't remember the, the title. But these what if questions. Yeah, you know, like how and what is what is this hook? And then how how does the story, the interaction design, the mechanics. And and even I think the distribution strategy. How do we all play together? And I think that is always the hardest part. Yeah. And and greatest challenge to produce something which is unique in some way and touches the viewers, users, or players. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think this is uh, the greatest the greatest challenge. I mean, I think it is one. Just to say, yeah, I have this wonderful idea. I want to make a film or a platform or a website or an app. Yeah. But but then when you really start to look in it, I mean the the thing is, many so many stories have been told, you know. (laughs) And but but I still believe we will I mean we will never run out of stories. Never ever. Not in ten thousand years. You know, I mean I think every person on this planet has a story to tell but you just have to dig deep enough to find that spot yeah which is very very unique and this is i think this is kind of what drives me but this is also what keeps me up at night <laughs> um,
1: yeah
0: i was yeah. Just going to ask you i was
1: wondering if this, if you think this is a professional challenge or if it's a more personal challenge and i guess you sort of answered that um with it keeps you up at night that makes it a personal challenge right
0: yeah no definitely mm. i mean it is uh for instance i mean we have one this one story driven and history based project mm-hmm. currently about the darkest times of europe yeah uh, well, it plays in the forties and how a very young girl uh um it's 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 uh, it's in, uh, Puzzle platformer and how a girl escapes through Europe, mm. and we work together with historians so everything uh she experiences really happens and Lovely. Yeah. so and but we have to put this in a story and mm. so, so, something which is not superficial but something which i mean this is uh this is quite a task you know this is uh this is we have to we have to look at history in a very careful 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 way. Yeah, and uh, to find the frame story and what do we really tell and what we what don't we tell and what is told just by visual design or environment uh, environmental design. Mm. What is what is told by text? What is told told by thoughts? Yeah, that is that is hard and. Yeah. Um, it is uh, of course it is it is fun to to figure these things out but mm-hmm. sometimes it can be frustrating as well you know when you think ah it's like you know it's like when you think of a song and you don't know <laughs> the song and you want to tell your friend i know the song but yeah. i can i cannot tell it i don't don't know it yet yeah and and, and that's the feeling sometimes you know you feel like Everything is laid out, laid. Everything lays on the table, but I haven't really figured out yet how to put the pieces together.
1: Yeah, I understand. I mean, I think I understand at least. Um, when I was working on this uh, podcast that I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, it was so hard to tell people about the format because the only way I could tell them what I had in mind was to actually do it. You know, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and sometimes I heard this quote about. Um, Um, Talking about music, because you brought up music. I think someone said, uh, um, talking about music is like dancing about architecture. Hmm. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think that made sense. Yeah, really cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. And actually that you mentioned architecture, I think um, architecture actually has a lot to do with film. That sounds a bit odd now, but I think architects, that the job of building space or the the, the question how you put things into space, Mm -hmm. that's kind of what architects do. That's true. I think that is very similar what filmmakers and storytellers do because you start with kind of a a white piece of paper and Mm -hmm. you you have to come up with a concept. And then you have to kind of put that concept in a production funnel. (laughs) Yeah. Which in the end, a film comes out or or a building comes out. Mm. And the outcome and the product is very, very different. But the process and I think how you approach such a project is not that um, different. True.
1: True. Yeah. Really cool. Um, if you could go back in time and talk to your own to your eighteen-year-old self, what would you mm-hmm. say? What would what advice would you give, or what would you tell him?
0: Um, probably, probably to be more patient, I guess. Mm. Or I think the younger you are, the more eager you are to get things started. To do things right away, and to uh, and and I mean that is also something great because you don't overthink things too much, you mm. know. Think you just do things, yeah. and you you don't think about it. Yeah. But 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 sometimes it's also good to to listen first and to take your time and to wait and let things really sink in, mm-hmm. and. I think that can really help to get the best out of yourself and and things uh, you work on. So I, I guess it's a good mix out of both to be on the edge and to 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 do things right away, mm-hmm. but also to be to be patient and to listen and. To, to to look at what other people have to say and mm-hmm. to read things. and Reflect. To, to, to reflect, absolutely, to yeah. research. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, like my, my, my girlfriend, she always said says, um, the most important thing is preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really true because if you're well prepared, then... Um, of course things still can go wrong Mm -hmm. but uh if you're really well prepared the chance of that you succeed whatever success means to you Mm -hmm. is are higher
1: yeah great advice patience and preparedness yeah cool um you've spoken about a lot of um your projects and i definitely will be posting um the links in the show notes but what is one thing that you'd recommend to us um a book, or a podcast, or an album.
0: Um, well, I mean, now, now that this uh, is a podcast, um, anyway, I, w- I think I would also mm-hmm. recommend a podcast. And people, okay. well, but I, I mean, this is not very new. Uh, I guess uh, quite many. Uh, uh, people are already listening to it. But I, I really, really do like the podcast Reply All mm. um, by PJ Volt and Alex Goldman. And uh, Reply All, I mean, they all, it was already launched in, in 2014, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, but what, what I really like about this podcast is that it tells beautiful and real human stories um, which all have to do something with technology, so so you get really personal stories yeah. and learn very interesting things about technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for instance, uh, for instance, this one time, they I mean, they always try to solve problems. So somebody comes to them and says, for instance, "Hey, it's really strange." Um, I have this uh, one podcast, mm-hmm. 99% Invisible, very quite common as well, but yeah. only 99% Invisible breaks my car every single time. Why? Okay. And only this podcast. <laughs> and... and So then within an hour, they they, they go investigate and try to figure out why is that so? Why is there only one podcast in the world, Mm. which is 99% invisible, which breaks the car? And then in the the end, you get this personal story, but you also kind of find out how radios in cars work Mm. and what the code and technology side of the radios are and then you come you dig down and you figure out why this podcast breaks the car fantastic yeah I'm going to go and listen to that
1: podcast now you've made a fantastic pitch of that episode especially (laughs) reply all great podcast yeah Um, if you could send if you had the entire world as your audience uh, or signed up to your newsletter what would you say to them or even a tweet
0: (laughs) well Um. Yeah, that's really, really hard. Mm. I think I would probably, I, I I really think I would probably write something that cheers people up, I think. I mean, you know, I mean, it's really, uh, uh, you know, mm. I, I probably would like to say, yeah, you know, like, let's save the planet or something, but mm-hmm. the, the, the thing is that I think... Uh, You probably have to say something which reaches everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, no matter of what culture, what religion, what situation you're you're in. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, maybe if you have four kids and a hardworking job, the first thing you do is maybe not go out and save the planet. So I would probably say something to the world, something like... uh, Something that wants you to go outside and say something nice to your local bakery shop owner or the person who sleeps next to you in a refugee camp. So, something that makes people feel good and give something back in a really, really small way. I think that would be kind of cool. I mean, imagine 8 billion nice little things done in one day. I mean, how wonderful... How wonderful could that be? But, yeah. um, but, but I guess to find out the exact phrasing for that email, you would probably have to give me a bit more time.
1: Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking forward to um, that email. And at some point I'd like to hear it. I will follow up on that. Um, anyway, Robin, this has been great. Um, thank you so much for talking to us. And um, I hope you have a great, great day ahead.
0: Yes, Um, thanks, thanks, uh, thanks, Baba. Same to you.